0: Retro Rebel Gamecast Episode 54 is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, or geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every Thursday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. Well, it is, uh, it is a slower uh, news month. But uh, so I don't I don't have a lot, but I do have a story and, and then some like, you know, low level news. Nothing, nothing really of note, nothing that I was really um, that really caught my eye. But um, I guess since you normally go first, I'll go first this time. Um, OK, I, uh, this. So recently and you know, this is kind of explaining behind the scenes. Um, I've mentioned on the podcast before that my son plays Fortnite and his Epic account was being hacked, or uh, there had been multiple failed login attempts, and so I got an email about that, and, it, and, uh, and I was locked out of the account, and which means, because I have synced my Epic account and my Microsoft account, because you had to do that to get some, something free. Um, basically, if you integrate your Twitch, Microsoft, and something else, you got some free V-Bucks or uh, an, an unlock or something. I can't remember what it was. But regardless, there was a motive behind doing it originally. But because now that it was, I was locked out, I was also kind of locked out of my computer. Uh, so if I had ever logged off my computer or restarted it, I wouldn't have been able to get back in without having to change my password. So I changed my password. And uh, but before I had was able to get everything changed over, my Skype had been hacked, and everyone that I knew, including all contacts that I had in my phone, had all received an a message. Um, so uh, if you got anything from me, don't don't click it. I didn't send it to you, I promise. Uh, Amanda, I guess you did get a message from me. You were actually the one that brought it to my attention.. <laughs>
1: You're welcome.
0: Yes, that's so probably thank you. because
1: I'm also the one who clicked it and was like, "LOL, what?"
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if what was it?
1: Uh, it was just an ad for something, like some sort of add-on. I don't remember. The good news is that generally, on a mobile phone, you're fairly immune to viruses. So if you're going to click on anything, do it on a mobile phone, right? Not on your computer.
0: That's what I figured. That's what I figured, and and that's what I was hoping. And it's interesting. And I, I don't. I think it's because of the way that Skype is integrated with Microsoft. But I couldn't. I I was helpless to change anything on my phone. There's there was no way to access my account that level or that many layers deep into Skype from my phone. So I couldn't go in there and change uh, because everything's connected to Microsoft. And I've got a Pixel phone, so. Yeah, there was no, if I had a Microsoft phone, maybe it'd let me, I don't know. But anyway, so uh, I did get all that squared away. I have actually changed my password about four times since then, and that's only within the last few days because I keep forgetting it. And uh, so I, I keep having to relog log in and changing my password uh, because I can't I can't remember it. I'm like, well, damn it, if I had just been able to keep my password... So those of you that are out there, if I was, if I could pull a James Silent Bob and show up at your house for hacking in, and kicking your door, I would. I can't, and I don't think that's legal anyway. But mentally, I did it. So just want you to know that. Um, you've been told. You've been you've been warned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've I've already done it. Um, a couple things, though, uh, in actual gaming news. Um, Thanos is making a surprise appearance in Fortnite. So, Sick. yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I saw this as a headline, so I wasn't exactly sure uh, when this is going to take place. Um, it kind of makes sense since, you know, the entire world of Fortnite's kind of built around the <laughs> idea that the apocalypse is coming. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And you've seen Avengers, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have to spoil anything here for anybody that didn't come here for that necessarily, but uh, needless to say, um, I think everybody knows Thanos is still alive. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler for anybody. Um, And if it is, well, suck it. Um, So, anyway, so Thanos is coming to Fortnite. Fortnite. Uh, and then the other thing that I had that, I, that just, again, I was, I was skimming through or reading the headlines, and, and, and I've been keeping up with my news, but apparently the NRA had their convention recently, and the NRA, okay. one of their mouthpieces decided to uh, get back on the soapbox against games again, basically saying this time that games are creating sick kids. Um,
1: wow,
0: teaching them how to kill. Uh, which is just the disconnect and the willful misdirection of information. Um, and willful denial. Uh, it's like they're they're choosing to deny the evidence uh, that suggests otherwise the scientific evidence. I'm not talking about your mom or your grandma or you know whoever. I'm talking about the scientific evidence that uh, suggests otherwise is is pretty strong. It's very strong, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, they haven't given up that particular fight, and I don't anticipate that they will. Um, but that's really the only big things. I mean, there are a few game releases that are coming out in May uh, that I thought might be of note. Um, one in particular, which is uh, S- State of Decay. I don't know, were you, uh, were you excited about this game? Do you know much I, about it? I like
1: it? A State of Decay, yep.
0: Well, State of Decay 2. on my list of most anticipated
1: games.
0: State of De- Decay 2 is coming out uh, in May. Um, it, yeah. And uh, I can't see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other one that I was kind of interested in, uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, this is the one that I mentioned a couple episodes ago that when the developers were asked how many endings there were, nobody could really oh, give an said, answer. they
1: like a
0: gajillion yeah they were like uh, define ending <laughs> uh, they just did you know they, they couldn't really I mean he said that somewhere in one of the notebooks they could dive in and figure out exactly how many endings there are but it's like every single choice that you make has a ripple effect so it can change ever so slightly I guess um, so that's cool that, I thought that was interesting um, but that's my gaming news what you got Amanda
1: well uh, I, well one thing off of yours is and no spoilers here but you need to google what um, Groot's words are at the end of Avengers Infinity War google that not right now but like later um, also anybody who has seen the movie google that and then grab your tissues So the head of Adios Montreal said that even though they're currently working on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the team that did the last two Deus Ex games is going to start talking about the third entry into the franchise. Even though it was defunded by its publisher, um, they said basically, you know, we built this studio on Deus Ex and we're not walking away from the franchise. So there is going to be A Deus Ex 3 Which I think is awesome
0: That is awesome amazing (laughs) And I can't
1: wait Especially when it's uncoupled from the publisher Because I feel like sometimes publishers insist on Crappy additions to good games In order to monetize them further Um, And Deus Ex was famous for its crazy collector's editions That were, you know, something the publisher insisted on So I think it might actually be better Now that they're uncoupled But that's my own opinion
0: well, I hope that is the case. I mean, I, I hope that they do follow through with this, and and um, we get more Deus Ex. It's a it's a one of my favorite worlds to to revisit, and like I said, I would totally um, augment myself if I could. It's not a, it's not a euphemism that is. I mean, <laughs> if I could have a and
1: I think I oh. think those hackers hacked our uh, progression of our normal podcasting because you skipped over what we were playing this week. I we did went straight to the news. I did we, go straight to the news. They hacked us. I we went straight to the news. So I'm assuming you didn't play anything, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> uh
0: well, that is true. We did skip over. Um Yes, I, I have been playing stuff, but not as not as uh much as I would like. So I, I really don't have a lot to add on that, although I do have a little bit to say. So what have you been playing? That's really our news, so
1: well, I've been playing A Way Out, uh, Couch Co-op, with, oh, with the yeah. old hubby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think if you want to test to see how strong your relationship is, just try to play <laughs> A Way Out, Couch Co-op, <laughs> with your partner. Especially if they're not as good at gaming, I would say he's passable. But it definitely takes him longer to put two and two together on mechanics. Right. Um, just cause I played way more games and I'm like, I see what you're doing here, game. I recognize this from two years since. Like, you know, right, this,
2: right, right. Yeah. That
1: sort of thing. Um, and, you know, th- this isn't like a big spoiler or anything, but a lot of the segments of the game involve you having to wait for the other person to do something and waiting for someone who's not super familiar with game mechanics to do something is super frustrating. Yeah. I think my favorite part was it, like, it had said, like, you had to throw uh, sheets into a trolley that carries sheets, yeah? Yeah. And that was, you know, you were working in the, the laundry place at the prison. It takes place in a prison. The whole right. point is to get out of Yeah. yeah. I figured I established that first, but maybe, maybe I had not In, case it, in um, case it wasn't,
0: you're not just in a <laughs>
1: laundry Yeah, yeah, you're not just in a laundry. So you're supposed to like put sheets into this cart. And at some point, if you're a keen gamer, you'll realize that there is some dialogue that tells you when you're done putting sheets in. But this beloved husband of mine continued to shovel sheets until he realized that it was auto spawning more sheets. I'm fairly certain he put a dozen sheets in there before that kicked in. And I was just, like, sitting over there, like, my hand on my face, because I had already, like, really given him what for on the mission previous, (laughs) because we had to restart it twice because he wasn't, like, paying attention, didn't move fast enough or whatever. And I was just, like, just biting my tongue, like, it's done! It's done! We just let him shovel some sheets, so yeah it's a yeah go play that see see how it works out for you all um, that, yeah. that, <laughs> it's a good game. It's, it's not a, the only thing I've been playing, but it's it's the most memorable one.
0: well the uh, it is a game that I had wanted to play and I know that you can do the um, I can't remember how what Daniel called it, but basically like you remote host it and basically I could log in through Xbox Live. And play with you know my friend or whoever that has the game. I don't actually have to have a physical copy of the game, or a digital copy. I can just play with yours. And um,
1: yeah, I wonder how that works. Like, how does it know that you like? Is it downloading some sort of metadata onto your Xbox to allow you to access?
0: I don't know. I I don't know. I, I it seemed. Uh, t- kind of too good to be true, but Daniel, uh, you know, from the side has tried it, uh, and he said it was a little bit laggy, but, um, but they, I mean, tried it with this game and oh. said, uh, yeah, so, um, okay. but I, I also,
1: uh, what's that? Uh, I, I love how you're like, I could play with a friend I don't know anybody who's got game. I don't this. know anybody
0: that's got the if game, but uh, <laughs> if anybody would like to purchase it and invite me, Amanda, I would definitely play.
1: <laughs> There's lots of man butt, so you just need to be, oh, and a bit of full frontal nudity, so you just need to be prepared for that. Really? It's not for children. Yeah, it's not for children.
0: Wow, okay. <laughs> How about that? Like you're
1: in prison for real. So. It's like for real
0: prison. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's not for kids. Make sure they're asleep.
0: Very good. Good to know. <laughs> Noted. I
1: also uh, I did download, because Assassin's Creed Syndicate is game with gold this month. Is it? And I downloaded it, yeah. I did. I need and to... And I played it for exactly 10 minutes, and oh, then I no. uninstalled it. That bad. I know. I can't play Assassin's Creed. I can't control the man. He controls so bad. They all do. Why? Why doesn't he stop? He just... He
0: that is true. They, they take that extra step or half step. Um,
1: I just... More
0: feedback. I I did... I, I downloaded all of the episodes for the uh, Telltale um, Batman game Um. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember. the. Uh, it's the one where essentially um, it's the continuation of the first one. Um, I don't know if you played it at all, but basically it really takes Batman in a different direction. I spoke highly of it, but it's um, definitely not the Batman that everybody kind of knows. Um, it has a somewhat different origin. I mean, no, it's not just a somewhat different origin. It is a very, very different origin uh, for Batman.
1: How do um, you have a different origin? His parents died and then...
0: That's yeah, they did. Um, but his parents weren't who you thought they were. Like, meaning and in terms of their character. Like, who they are.
1: Why? You know, why they gotta be so dark, man? As Deadpool 2 trailer says, you think yeah. this is the DC yeah, universe yeah, or something? Is, was, what is this? So dark.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's so dark. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it definitely takes it in a different direction and it makes Batman look, um, a lot more like he's a less of a victim of circumstance and kind of just, uh, I don't know, he's not as sympathetic of a character, um, because of it. And so he really has a long way to go in his character arc. It's good. Like I said, and you can still play him with some nuance, but, um, he, he doesn't have the same, you know, origin that's. I mean, not that it's relatable that everybody could, you know, everybody can relate to being a billionaire whose parents were gunned down uh, in a dirty alley. But uh, I mean,
1: that's just my life.
0: I How mean, you know? if I had a nickel for every time.
1: But,
0: <laughs> but it, you know, I would be
1: the hero the city needs me to be. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> I really it's hate not the that hero man. we deserve. I'm so sorry. It's not the hero that we deserve.
2: Oh, yikes.
0: Or, yeah. Um. No, I am the hero we deserve. Um, well, I, you know, and, and I don't blame people that don't like Batman. They just are the worst, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's you. you kind of are on two teams. You're either on Batman or Superman. It's really, like, those are the two teams. You can pick Wonder Woman, but you're still on Batman or Superman. Like, you don't, like, not like one of those two.
1: I, I mean, or I could be Team Marvel. You know,
0: that's you always be. an option. You could be. It's like I'm Team Marvel, but Batman's the only real DC character that I like. I like Green Lantern, but I think more because he's green and I like the color green. I, I,
1: really... like, I liked Wonder Woman the movie, but yeah. prior to that movie, I'm not going to pretend I was a fan because I right, was not. Right. Yeah. I didn't care.
2: And the same thing,
1: <laughs> like... like i haven't liked a superman since christopher reeves because he was cool yeah but you know since then you know no thanks nope i'm firmly in team marvel iron man all the way he is the man he's the only man i need not bat not super very good certainly not aqua
0: oh no no
1: although he is it that's just
0: the actor though. In the yeah, in the movie he's that's different. Yeah. Yeah. That's not but even like, really fair.
1: Obviously, you would never pick Aquaman in real life. Like if people were like, All right, you have to be someone and you can't be Jason Momoa, you've gotta be the one from the the cartoons, like the nineties oh, cartoons. Oh
0: no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. Well,
1: we went out we went on a tangent. But
0: anyway Yes we did, that's fine. <laughs> Well, uh, that is what we've been playing, and that is our gaming news. Absolutely out of order, but that's fine. We will get back on track with our third segment, which is a little bit different today. Um, we, we've we been on this uh, gaming universe we do and do not want to live in. Uh, last week was horror universe, and, and I mean, if I had to pick, uh, we did. Uh, but this week I wanted to talk about something that's kind of been on my mind, because I've been playing the... The alpha build of Battle for Azeroth, which is the next expansion in the World of Warcraft, and I consume a lot of YouTube, uh, as I think many of our listeners and many people do nowadays. Some people maybe more than they consume any other kind of media. You know, outside everything is streaming, so people are doing Netflix or YouTube, and and so or Hulu, whatever. You sound
1: like such an old man just then. You're like, oh, these kids, they've got their Hulu's and their Netflix, and they're just (laughs) streaming. They're just streaming. streaming. Who gets
0: a TV? What's What's, a stream?
1: What's a stream? How do I surf the stream? (laughs)
0: That's right. When I was a kid. Can I boat on it? Can I fish in it? Um, Fish in a stream. You
1: can catfish in it. What? Boom.
0: That's Sick a meta joke. Very meta oh. and lame. Wow. Very bad. <laughs> that wasn't
1: lame. That was awesome. Whatever. Well. People tune in for this quality. I mean, all 40 <laughs> people tune in for this quality content. I
0: mean, they they but tune in and for the jokes.
1: Like, please comment down below. Like, who are you?
0: Exactly. Like,
1: what possessed <laughs> you to download this stream? I want to know.
0: And not <laughs> one of these <laughs> other streams I've listed of the of the list of streams. <laughs> Uh, there's so many others that you could have chosen. Um, so anyway, uh, I've been playing, and I've been playing Battle for Azeroth, and uh, it is the alpha build. The game actually doesn't release until August, but you wouldn't know that based on YouTube content right now because everybody's going into these beta, these early game builds, and they're data mining. And they're trying to really kind of, I mean, they they basically flesh out what the story is, what is the dialogue between characters, what are you know, what are the newest upgrades to your weapons and armor and mounts and whatever else. Uh, they're finding the in-game bosses, they're finding the raid bosses, they're you know, more or less, they're they're fleshing out the story and any kind of new characters that you might get. I realize after all this that you can unplug and not watch it you know you don't have to access all that material but as someone who's who's been in the build and actually played it and and maybe as someone i don't know if you've had the opportunity what do you th- i mean how is how does that affect your experience in the long run do you feel like all of this um, all of this media and, and all the consuming all of these uh you know this information from these various outlets do you think that affects your ability to enjoy a game uh, and to even be surprised. I think it's this goes hand in hand with nowadays with movies where you may have 16 trailers before the movie's ever released. And that's that's not an over exaggeration. That that's about average how many TV spots and movies and movie trailers you might get from the very first trailer until the movie is released. Does that take away from the game experience to have <laughs> so much media surrounding a particular game and and to be able to access um you know the alpha or even get into the beta of a of a game um and and then kind of just consume do you does that affect your experience playing?
1: Um I think I'm gonna have to unpick that into two questions.
0: Good, okay. So I think
1: I think the first question is the media side, so the sneak peeks, the uh, exclusive, like, gotten into the game cash files, like, all that sort of stuff, the, yeah. like, PR walkthroughs or whatever. I would say at this point in my internet life, I've gotten fairly good at avoiding spoilers, right. generally speaking. So I know what sort of people I can watch, um, and I won't get spoilers. Like, I feel like Jim Sterling is one where he's quite responsible with his audience. Right. And he'll maybe only put, like, the first six minutes or 18 minutes of a game uh, in into uh,
0: impressions. an
1: initial. Yeah, and I think that's a responsible way to do it. Um, I also... There are some franchises that I love anyway, regardless of the fact that I think the critics were right. I literally just booted up Mass Effect Andromeda today to see if there had been any DLC. Uh, you know, no, there hasn't. In fact, when I Googled it, like, have I lost my mind? Like, at this point, it's been, I swear, a year. Surely there'd be some D- DLC. No, there's no single-player support for the game. They didn't release any DLC whatsoever. That's it. The game that you bought is the game that you get. There's no more. Mm. Um Which I I was really shocked by, and actually a bit upset, because I was really, you know, I looked at my catalog, my Game Pass subscription expired today, so I really didn't have loads of things saved on the hard drive that I wanted to play, and I thought, ooh, what if I boot this up, and it's got some DLC, then, you know, I've got at least a universe that I enjoy, even though the graphics, yes, are terrible, and I agree with everybody that it's really buggy. Um, But i would say on the media side of things i think when i don't want spoilers i know how to avoid them and from a tactical perspective when i used to run guilds and mmos and things having that information was a head start i would study that shit beforehand that's why we were always prepared when that sort of when when new content lot launched i read every single game patch update I read all of the like metal logs I looked for people who had gone into the test environment and you know and found like game breaking enhancements and stuff and then I was determined to get those from day one and I learned how to farm them and I had like a schedule and notes for people that play like that that sort of information is super valuable um, right, and and right. if you're reasonably good at the Internet, I think you can avoid spoilers if you're careful and you and you stick to the pundits that you trust. Like, don't Google a review of something if you don't want to know what somebody's opinion is. Like, right, Just right. just don't look at it. Um, you know, I, I'm not on Twitter a lot and I don't click Facebook links that are about things that I'm interested in because... <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> for you that know, reason. It's laughter
1: I've seen them Exactly, for that reason And I actually sure. managed to go into Infinity War With no spoilers whatsoever Yeah, which I Did you read really the love. comics at all though? No, but I'm not really I'm, I kind of missed the comic
0: Right, right things. I just didn't know if you had Well that's great then If you were able to go in And just not really have any idea what to expect I
1: had no idea I had no clue. I was shook. Shook. Um, you know, I and and so so on the media side of things, I think my opinion is twofold. Like, yeah, spoilers suck, but I think if you are decent at being an internet human, you can avoid them. And people who get really nerdy about patch, you know, updates and um beta access and all that sort of stuff can be really valuable. If you want to play more competitively, so like Hearthstone for example, I was, you know, looking up how to use Echo cards more effectively and things like that because, like, it, it wasn't quite clicking. Like, you know, am I supposed to wait until I have enough mana to do the maximum amount, or like, does it really matter? Are they that rare? Are they that game breaking? Like, should I be changing my strategy? Like, I was kind of looking at that sort of stuff, which was important to me. Now, the other side of that question is the alpha and beta builds released to the public or publicly tested betas. Right. Now, I actually don't agree with publicly tested betas. And the reason for that is pretty much the same reason as being a responsible internet human. having Giving the average Joe access to a game in its unfinished state just creates more chance that people will publish spoilers and stuff without giving the proper warning, without giving people a chance to click away, skip ahead, whatever. Um, and they're more likely to release more or less unedited streams of content. Um, and it also lends itself... Like When you're more critical of games, and I think at this point we could consider ourselves game critics to a certain extent, where we can look at the work and take away the bugs and things that we think are going to be improved and focus on the content, the story, or whatever. And conversely, if you've told us this is the finished product, we can ignore the content and the story and focus on things that should have been fixed and testing. So I think to that certain extent, we're you know, responsible internet um, reviewers. But a lot of people like just the average person on the public, they might not recognize something. They're not reading the patch notes. They don't know what's up for the next bug fix, a known issue, whatever. And they're going to go and like scream in the forums, it's broken. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. This is crap, you know? And I feel like that sort of thing is not helping the publisher. Do a better job. And I think the publishers, to a certain extent, this is their own fault because they're trying to save, they're trying to crowdsource their um, beta testing, and it's really not working out as well as it could have, in my opinion. Yeah. The amount of unfinished things that still sit in alpha and beta access on Steam, on the like new Microsoft project thing or whatever it's called, the like early access whatever like it's just a load of it is tat, like just absolute tat um and yet in you're paying money for that it's not exactly the same as like mmos back in the day as part of your like normal subscription fee if you had already gotten a character to well at least me there was like you had to have had a character to max level or something so you had to be like moderately experienced with the game before you got to go in the beta environment because yeah. your opinion is not helpful if it's not educated. So that's my answer to those two unpicked questions, which I think is what you were trying to get to.
0: More or less. Yeah. I, I guess I, I really wanted to get, um, because this was from my perspective, so I wasn't really how to ask it in more than one part or specifically as to how it might apply to you better. Because for me, like I said, I did get invited to the, uh, the beta and um i don't know if that's because i do have max level characters in warcraft or whatever i'm not sure what the i didn't read the email all that much so there you go but i did say oh here's a link i can be in the alpha that's all i needed to know or the beta i'm sorry i could be in it uh, here's a link download it that's what's up that's what you're that's that
1: guy that's You're the irresponsible, and I called you a responsible journalist. Shame on you. I know. I Shame. Well, this Shame. is this was
0: me. This was me very much not doing my research, because um, typically I do. When I I was in the I was in the uh, the uh, I got to play test um, WildStar. WildStar was an MMO, probably six, seven, eight years ago, maybe. I can't remember exactly. It was very uh, cartoonish. And it's uh, it came out uh, maybe about the time uh, that uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic came out, and uh, and I mean it, it it reminded me a lot of maybe Ratchet and Clank in terms of graphics and the general feel of the game and kind of the the, the characters and the art style. Uh, in fact, and really the weapons and things like that. I mean, uh, you had you know these fantastical lasers and cannons, but also guys that had swords and stuff like that. And so um, it was set in space, um, and it was—I mean, it was an interesting game. It seemed like it was going to be fun, um, but I had no point of reference when I went into it. I hadn't—I'd never played this game before. I didn't know what the world was. I didn't know kind of other than the the little blurb that you're able to read, kind of get in the background on the game to get you excited about it. I didn't know where, you know, where this was going to take your characters. Um, and so that was kind of exciting. And so even me playing the beta, um, was kind of exciting because I was able to, uh, kind of experience a story, experience something completely new. But I admit that when I was finished, I was like, I don't know that I want to start over again and do this from scratch. And so it for me, that that ruined it, that particular game because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want my character to be deleted when I'm done with this and then start all over. So I got, I get into the uh, the alpha for, um, I think, guess it's the alpha for. I can't. Let me let me look real quick so I'll know for sure. <laughs> um, for Warcraft, I'll tell you. I won't log into it, obviously, but, well, of course, if you want to get into something really quickly, um, it's the beta, so I'm in the beta for it, and uh, so I log into the beta, and I get to play, and and I I, I recognize everything, because I've played all the way up to the end of this particular expansion, you know, so I'm just, uh, I'm doing the last few raids, uh, kind of biding my time uh, finishing up some you know some other various quests for uh, reputation or whatever and and I, it I know where the story goes because of everything I already know where the story goes but I don't know what happens after that and this opens up in a time and in a place where you can the only thing you can do is fill in the blanks like i I, I know I, I can kind of tie whatever happened at the end of this latest expansion to whatever I'm doing in the in the beta, and for that, that's already ruining part of the surprise. Um, so I, I only played for about four or five minutes. I literally maybe killed two mobs and I logged out. I said, you know what, I, I don't want to ruin any of this for, for myself. <clears throat> I go to, you know, check out some of the uh, some of the YouTubers that I subscribe to, and a lot of them are big. Heavy uh, World of Warcraft players, and they regularly do shows, um, basically explaining the the information that they've data mined. And so, the title of their videos, which I haven't I haven't watched, <laughs> but uh, I have looked at the titles of their videos. It's like, you know, latest allied race, or uh, you know, the newest mounts available or, you know, such, such and such for the beta, emboss for for the next x or something like that. I'm like, I don't, that, ruined, that puts something that they usually put years into, weaving this story and this narrative to kind of give you a twist at the end, which is hard to do in an MMO, really, to have yeah. this really... Rich story that you're looking forward to experiencing, and then having a twist at the end and taking it in a direction that you weren't expecting, uh, and and really keeping surprise. It's hard to surprise. It's hard to surprise you in an MMO, you know, because there's so much downtime, and you leave so much to the player to explore. And if they don't do that, and if they don't read it, then they're not really they're not absorbing that material. So it's basically just. Click, okay, kill 12 things, click. Click, okay, get these things, click. They're not reading the story. They're not getting it. And Warcraft has progressively gotten to where they really integrate you into the story and, and into the narrative and get you involved so that you are invested in what's happening. And so I didn't want to ruin that, but it seemed like there were so many people. Um, and And it may just be me, but I think that there are a lot of channels that are dedicated really to Sharing that information from this public beta that to me just really ruins the experience, it, or it could ruin it. I haven't watched any of them, uh, but for me, I feel like having that I, I agree with you 100% that having a public beta um, and ma- ma- making it uh, legal or allowing those that play it to kind of either share their content, you know, and I know there are people that want to watch it. Um, so I, I don't want to fault it, and I don't want to take away something that they enjoy because I don't want it ruined for me. I have enough discipline not to watch it. But it do, it is unfortunate, I think, though, that there are so many games that go into this, um, into these open betas where you know the majority of the people already know what to do. I think it changes the way that you play the game. I think it's different the way that you were talking about it where once the game's out, then I'm researching the bosses. Then I'm finding out exactly what I have to do. What are the mechanics of this boss fight? Uh, what do I have to do? What does he drop? What is the percentage, you know, the drop rate? What is, um, you know, what is the best spec to go in and attack this as a DPS? Or what is the best, should I just, you know, the easiest thing to do is just be a healer because then I can always find a group. But <laughs> Yeah, I
1: think, I think that's the difference between... Um, World of Warcraft and maybe some other MMOs. Cause I think, and, and also being a guild leader versus just being a player. Right. I think there, I think there is some responsibility for the leadership of any sort of like guild or super group or whatever you want to call it right. to be aware of everything from day one. So I think that's probably why a lot of people do look at that before release because we were a PvE and PvP guild. So it's just as important to get, you know, the drops from the bosses and do the PvE side of the game as it was to be aware of the new types of PvP builds and any new classes and any new powers or anything that was nerfed because you, you know, it, it makes you less effective if you don't have a properly spec team. So, um, I I think that highlights the the type of people that consume this media. So it's possible that these channels are geared towards people who are kind of more pro level or like leaders or people who like want that information going into it in order to pass it on right. um or plan a strategy or plan where they're invest their resources mm-hmm. and stuff like that because um and less so i think if you were playing it as a pastime as a story then you're ruining the fun but i think for me in mmos specifically it was never about the story it was Ryan. only ever about winning the
0: achievement or winning yeah
1: yeah, yeah
0: so yeah, I, totally I think see that. that's
1: probably the, the type of player but i think you're right that open betas then it's like a free for all back in the day Everyone was under EULAs and NDAs on right. these sorts of things.
0: Right, that's what so I thought. Yeah,
1: you'd only see that inside the message boards of the official game. Generally, right. there might be like a couple people out on some fringe boards or like private boards that would be talking about it, but you know the fear of getting your account banned, perma banned. Right. Was a, was a real thing, but now they realize they just, they can't possibly stop it. Like you won't be able to tie those people to the account. Like you just won't. If they're clever, then, you know, they're, those usernames, everything is completely unrelated. And the only thing maybe you could tie it together is IP address. But if they're that into leaking things, they're going to be using like ghost IP or something. So. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uncontrollable
0: at this point. Yeah. And that's probably why it is as prevalent and why they just don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I re- when I did the Wild Star, there was there was an NDA. I mean, you just couldn't. And I think I was in the you know, the it was a closed beta for um, the Elder Scrolls MMO, you know, when it first came out and. So, I, I mean, I and I enjoyed that, and I kind of took pride in being invited, even if they gave in invitations to everybody that asked for it. I still was like, it's kind of cool to be somewhat exclusive, somewhat. I mean, my parents weren't invited, so, um, you know, it's somewhat exclusive. And uh, Take that, Mom. Take that, Mom, yeah. <laughs> uh, she has no idea and could care less. Uh, but, anyway, you know, I, I just, I, I do think that, I think part of it is part of what drives it too, though, and this is this is the negative, is that we are in this we are in a 24 hour news cycle. So whether it's your day to day news, whether it's ESPN or whatever sports network you watch, uh, or if it's gaming and YouTube stuff, you are you are there is pressure to continue to publish and pressure to continue to put out content. And if you don't do those things, you die, you, you know, you fall out of the algorithm or whatever. You're just no longer going to be, uh, you know, a, a, you're not going to be viable. You know, you're just not, you're not going to be around for very much longer. And, um, so you have to constantly put out, uh, content. And I think one of the ways that they can do that are these piecemeal let's plays or, you know, or, or, uh, doing a, uh, you know, a, walkthrough video of the beginning of the beta or something it's just easy content which i get it and i understand and, it, and it's their livelihood um but i think it i th- for me personally i'm not saying it's bad for anything else i'm saying that it does make it harder to consume other media when it's when it's allowed to happen um but it doesn't it's not going to affect my um it's not going to affect my experience in the game because I'm going to choose not to watch it and I'm going to choose not to do betas anymore, you know. I've learned my lesson. This last one was really where it, it clicked for me. Is, is it would, If I do participate, it ruins it for me and because I am in it for the story. And I have been. That's no secret. Every game I pick pretty much for everything, whether it's the best game or my favorite game or like we'll talk about in a little bit, our games that define us, I really kind of stick to games that have some sort of narrative or story. So,
1: you filthy casual.
0: I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know. It. Well, see, that's the thing. I'll play all these hardcore games. I'm just, um, I'm still looking for the story, and it takes me forever. Watching me play The Last of Us, I had a buddy that came and watched me play The Last of Us, and it drove him crazy because I because of the way I stealth um i stealth i think exactly like i would in real life i sit there i mean the sun might go down before i actually make a move because i'm waiting for the exact right time i'm like trying to find out exactly where they're because i just it it stresses me out so much that i might accidentally alert the guards and you want to
1: play a way out together oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, we gotta film this I don't know, I, I'm gonna have to like Take some, some downers Or something, man I'm going be too stressed yeah. out yeah. Bloody hell
0: That would be awesome I, yeah, It might not be safe for kids to to listen to it Much less watch it So Well good, well I think we've We've beaten that topic to death I think that we both agree that it kind of can ruin it And if we didn't, then I said we did so it brought us Thank to our. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to the last, our last segment, which is uh, we're back to naming games that define us. Um, we took a break, uh, you know, the last week or so, yeah. and we've listed three so far. So Amanda, we have City of Villains, The Witcher, the series, and Dragon Age as your three. What would be your fourth? What would be your fourth of five games that define you?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean it's Halo, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it uh, is. So that's pretty good. I think everybody would recognize that.
1: I think that's. I mean, you booted it up. That was the sound you got, man. That is the sound you got. Yes, I mean, is. it on a, just a game level it, I'll go with the whole franchise, you know, I, I didn't really play much of the very last one, that's because they took away Couch Co-op, but we'll exclude that one, Because, but for the rest of it, like, you had Couch Co-op, you had amazing like, movie-level soundtrack score, which is one of the first times, quality-wise, that you got that full, you know, seven-point surround sound kind of situation going yeah. on. Um, you know, it was it was an interesting story. It was, uh, at some point, a horror game. At some point, an adventure game. You know, like, it kind of had all the elements together. Um, what I particularly liked about it, which they don't do very much in many games at all, is let you play from the other side's perspective.
0: Right, so, yeah, with the uh, Arbiter.
1: Yeah, when you got to play as the Arbiter... That was such a different take. Um, and, and I would say it defines me in so much as it defines a period of my life. So, you know, when I was at the very end of high school, beginning of university, that was what we did in our free time. You know, I, I remember I didn't own any any consoles of my own, but all my friends did. And we used to, you know, do the big lands and hook up and, you know, play Halo um, online, like join a gen team together, and we all had like the same gamer tag endings, and like had a little little plan or whatnot. Right. And uh, you know, and and when I started working nights in university, and you know, I really struggled to sleep, and you feel isolated because you know you're working kind of alternate hours from the rest of the world. I went out and bought myself an an original Xbox because it allowed me to kind of replicate that feeling and the enjoyment that I had, you know, before I went off to university with my friends, even though they weren't around, you know, playing online with other people and playing online with them when they were up and we lived in different cities and stuff. So I just feel like it was one of those first games where Xbox Live started to show its value as a means for people to interact with each other kind of playing games across distances. Now, I don't do that so much now. I think when you're younger, you don't think twice about interrupting people's day and just like asking them to play a game. But I think as you get older, you just assume that they're busy. So you do that less and less. You have to like prearrange it. Whereas, you know, at the time, you know, when you're a young kid, if they were online, that meant they were ready to play. Now I get these notifications all the time that people are online, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sure they don't want to be bothered or whatever. Which, you know, I think is something that Xbox needs to fix. But as for a game that defines me, yeah.
0: I like it. Halo. Halo. I mean, I like it. It wasn't one of my favorite games, but I did enjoy it, and I did really, really, really enjoy the couch co-op part of it. Um, I was, I I don't think that I've been worse at a shooter portion of it or at a PVP than I was at Halo, though. (laughs) Uh, Just because the things that you were able to do, I mean, you know, you could jump like two or three times what would be humanly possible. And I, I remember playing with guys that could jump, throw a sticky grenade, land in another room. I've already blown up. They're not anywhere to be found. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't get it, I don't understand, I don't understand the mechanics, I don't understand this world, um, so anyway, for me, I picked a a game, I tried to, I didn't want to just pick genres, uh, or pick one game from each genre, but it kind of seemed to work out that way, um, I have always been a really big fan of real-time strategy games, um, and so, I know your husband plays Civilization, um, and I have I, I kind of enjoyed SimCity growing up. I mean, I enjoyed it. I wasn't very good at it, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I really liked the music, and I you know, and that was something that always brought me back. It was on Super Nintendo, and from there I would I played other ones. Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic was a role playing RTS type game that you could play that I enjoyed. Um, but on the Nintendo, I picked up a game, and I wrote an article on Tog years ago about about this particular game. Uh, and it was it's probably the one that I had the most fun with my brother where he and I, which we don't you know, I don't really get to talk or see him very much, but we used to play games like this, Couch Co op, all the time. And uh, it's called Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And in particular the third one. So Romance of the Three Kingdoms three. Now this game is about it's basically set in Chinese feudal Chinese history. So it's way back um, you know, fifteen hundred years ago, twelve hundred years ago, something like that. I think, um, and it said, uh, I, "I'm Han Dynasty, maybe." Uh, I can't remember which dynasty. No, the listeners won't, you know, you won't know. Tell me in the comments. Um, so anyway, and uh, you get to pick of one of the rulers of the many provinces at that time in China. So far, I know this is riveting, um, but you pick one of those leaders. You have generals underneath you. Basically, you have to manage resources. If I want to go take over or battle like one of the other provinces, you have to recruit people from your province. You have to keep the morale in your province up because if you recruit too many people, then they'll revolt on you and then you'll lose all your army. Um, If you don't take care of your farms, then you end up losing all of your rice. Then you have no food to feed them. If you go into battle, you can actually set fire to somebody else's rice while you're in battle and it will and then they have nothing to eat and then they have to or you could just say i'm going to battle the you know whoever the general is it's say one-on-one kind of like they did in game of thrones it's like <laughs> i will trial by combat and so it's your general against their general and if you win that then you take over you you may take over not only that general but all of those men and everything um and and it's kind of like a video game version of Risk. Have you ever played that board game, Risk? I
1: I have. It it has a no one in my house will play it with me anymore because I'm insane.
0: <laughs> well, it's it, there's a lot of risk in this. Like there's a lot of strategy. You can even send spies over uh, to infiltrate another province. So let's say you have someone who's really loyal to you, and you can build up their loyalty by giving them gifts or giving them weapons or whatever then you send that person over into somebody else's province and they hire them as a general, they will send back intel to you. Uh, they'll even flip other generals inside their province towards your, you know, and so you go into battle and all of these generals flip on on that person while you're in battle. And so instead of it being equal Hell odds, no. now, yeah, and so, uh, you know, you can siege a castle you can uh, you know it, it, it there, are, there are a number of ways that it can go um but eventually it comes down to whoever ends up controlling china and there's an actual it's based on history so every character in the game is an actual historical person actually somebody like who exists yeah uh these are these were actual you know leaders of the provinces there in china and some of them there i mean there and there obviously was a way that this actually went you know, there is a there is a, a way that history actually unfolded um, and uh, it's it wouldn't have been if you if you looked at the way that things happened there, it wouldn't be necessarily what you think um, you can even play it historically or I think there's a, maybe the fictional universe. If you play it historically, certain generals actually will die if you play enough months or years or whatever, certain generals will die because that's when they actually died in history. And so if you didn't know what the history was, you may have like one of your best generals and you're headed to battle or whatever the next month he dies of This Colorado. game
1: does define you. It sounds tedious.
0: It is tedious. <laughs> <laughs> tedious uh, and it's slow and you can sit and think about it. There is a tremendous amount of strategy in it.
1: Why aren't you a history teacher? You like I level this bullshit. Like I know. what do
0: you do? Well what are you do it. I don't know. I, and this game is not like something I would have thought I would ever like. I I cannot understand how I even rented this game on the the original Nintendo. The OG yeah, Nintendo. But
1: I'm sure you liked it before we all had to pay bills and like do life maintenance. Oh, for sure. It's essentially the same thing. But like back before then, you were like, "Oh my god, I can control all of this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, if someone else would please do this stuff for me, it'd be great.
0: <laughs> exactly. And see, and I kinda want to do it. Yeah. That's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I yeah. But it influenced me. It's definitely a game that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Uh and and I enjoy that genre, but that one kind of I it's it's set apart from the other RTSs and the other kind of like um resource management games that you could play. Um which aren't always the most Exc- well, they're never the most exciting games. But there is a lot of strategy in it. And if you like Risk, this is a game that I think you'd like. And it's evolved. I mean, now this game has evolved to Dynasty Warriors. Have you you heard of that game? Yeah, okay. of course. Well, Dynasty Warriors Dynasty is...
1: Warriors is a hack and slash, though.
0: Right. Let's well, keep... it's evolved to that. So all the characters that were actually in the game, in the Romance of Three Kingdoms game, now are generals there. So... Wait, you know, Lu-, Lu Bu is real? Lu Bu is real. Lu Bu is actually <gasps> one of the most powerful uh, generals Lefty. in China. Yeah, and he also was super disloyal. Um, he was one that you could get to flip. Uh, so you could go and recruit that. You could, if That was the thing. If you could go recruit Lu Bu early in the game, he's the most powerful. He's one of the most powerful. I think there's one other, like... Uh Zhao y- or Zhu Yun, something something that effect. Z H A O Y U N. Uh you don't get oh, him yeah. until later in the game. He's another one of the ones Isn't
1: really he the one with the fan? Who's the one with the he's fan? got I a like he's that. got
0: a helmet. Lu Bu just has like a top knot, I think.
1: Yeah, I like but Bu.
0: uh and uh, see like uh, Guan Yu and Lu Bei um and I think there's uh and and Zhu Fei. Those are three brothers? Those are the three Which brothers? Which
1: one's the one that has the cockroach hat? The cockroach tail hat. Is that Lou Boo?
0: I think so. I think. And
1: Dynasty Warriors. Where yeah. it's See? like the big, like, tails. <laughs>
0: that's, and all of that is, uh, all of those characters were in that game originally. See? So there is a connection. Um, but Except
1: I, I like the one where we just mash buttons <laughs> and things die from horseback. Exactly.
0: Pack. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and that's understandable. I completely understand
1: uh, I I I do enough life management, resource management. For sure. In my day. Well, and
0: I I you know as the iterations got more and more complicated, I think it got for me it got less and less fun. That's why in particular I chose Romance of the Three Kingdoms three. I, I believe that was on Super Nintendo, uh, and that was really the last. I played five. I, I mean i I've, I've played pretty much all of them, um, but that was the last one I played that I really enjoyed that I think I even finished a game. It's kinda of like playing Monopoly or even Risk with most people. You start to play
1: how it. does it define you? You haven't told me, other well, than it's a tedious game and you're a tedious person.
0: Well that could be it. And that may very <laughs> well be it. it. defines me because this is one of the games this is this plays to a lot of my strengths and, and a lot of what I've always found interesting. Um, I, I love the narrative portion of games. Um, but much like Super Mario 3, there's not much of a story necessarily in it, but there is a strong n- nostalgic component. Ha- going back right. and revisiting this game, um, it is. It is. It, it holds a special place in my heart, but it's also a quality game. Like, it's not just nostalgia that brings me back to this game. It does have a lot of ties to things that I thoroughly enjoy, like history and like uh you know the the idea of um the big picture controlling con- doing the resource man- resource management isn't necessarily the most exciting thing in games but it and it's not something i look for in most games but in this one i just really enjoyed it uh and other games that were similar to it that had similar mechanics this one opened me up to those games but this was the original and this is the one that i've that i like the most at least um with romance of the three kingdoms 3 and i still I keep up like in he, fact it it inspired me to go read uh the history of that time period
1: i knew it and then yeah. i bet you were sitting next to your brother on the couch and he was like oh Lou bu's really nice like he, he doesn't seem very strong, though, and you're like, well, um, actually, Blue is one of the strongest generals, and uh, he's not very loyal, so you better watch out. That's right.
0: I'll steal him right from out... No, see, I wouldn't tell him that. That would be the strategies, <laughs> to not tell him uh, and just steal him, you know?
1: And then at the end, you'd be like, you fool! You idiot!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't you know?
0: <laughs> Dude, uh, duh. So, it's one
1: of the uh, most famous blenders. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Sorry, that oh, was that's okay. a little like princess- as a Princess
0: Bride, yeah, Princess <laughs> Bride. I like it. I not that the <laughs> listeners will know, but I I can dig it. Sorry, right.
1: I I have way too many Princess Bride references, and no one in my friend group gets them because they are all minimum five years younger than me. <laughs> Yikes!
0: <laughs> princess Bride are the best. That's that'd be great. Uh, quote most very quotable material yeah well that wraps up this episode of the retro rebel Gamecast. i want to thank amanda for this week's discussion all the notes from this episode will be posted on our site templeofgeek.com if you'd like to add to the discussion or just reach out with questions sound off in the comments or email us at retro at templeofgeek.com if you like what you hear head over to itunes and or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released and rate us because that really helps our show until the next time
1: See you leave here?